the gloves are about to come off. It is time to drop your butt. <laughs> Welcome back to Drop Your Buffs Down Under. I'm Sean Ross. And I'm Ricard Foyer. And we are here talking week two, episodes four to six of Australian Survivor Titans v. Rebels. Should we just get straight into it? Yes, it's a wild week. Because we were talking about some purpled characters last week, and boy, have they come out. Miss Eileen. (laughs) Queen, Caroline. Kelly remains a star, but uh, I've really, really enjoyed seeing the game ramp up this week, where last week I felt like we were kind of just getting first impressions of people and like talking shit, but now we've got game to talk about. Yes, yes. And Caroline... It's funny how quickly it shifted from this older person crew. What, what do they call themselves? The middle-aged mafia. Mid- middle-aged mafia to just like, that fell apart so fast. <laughs> so fast. But you know what? If you're in Mark's position, you see the two Vs and you're like, I want to be their friend. Yes. So I get it. Oh, I the totally The two Vs are so iconic. Oh my God. And they're, they they haven't let me down yet. They just keep getting better and better they keep getting better and i want to talk about later in this episode this conversation that viola had with nathan and the fake out of that vote because i don't really really Mm. fully understand how that vote went down but we will pause that and start at the beginning a very good place to start because i do want to talk about caroline over on the titans and she gets a little backstory she's the best of the best midwives if i was delivering a baby, I would want Caroline. And not only that, but I have to give her credit because her spidey senses are correct. Like she's seeing that something is up with Mark and he's getting a little too close to the V's. Yeah, but she's a little extra with how she's handling it. She has no fucking chill. <laughs> uh, I love I loved these shots of her. She's like, I got to keep a close eye on them. And she's like, oh, she's keeping there. her. Oh, she's keeping her eye on them. It is connected to their skin. Physically. Her face is pressed against Viola and Val's ass. Yeah, no, she is all. (laughs) It's really cute. It's cute. It's cute seeing her like serious eyes is giving vibes of kind of me and my creepy eyes. Mm. (laughs) Did you have creepy eyes in 41? Oh, my God. Is this something that people talked about? Constantly. 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 (laughs) i could see it but i i feel bad for caroline in the situation that she's in because she had this really good thing going with the middle-aged mafia and then sort of the leader of that group although it seemed to be eden i think mark is really the powerhouse of the middle-aged mafia like she sees that it's splintering and what else what can she do okay now hear me out like do you feel like if caroline just had the awareness that there was another situation ship going on with the V's, kept that in her back pocket, but acted chill and normal if she would actually be in a better position because they would be like, oh, we could still work with her. But now she's spot on with noticing what's going on with the V's, mm. but she's not acting accordingly. And mm. it's, I think, hurting her game when it could have benefited her game to just at least have awareness of like, He's in their pocket as well. And I just need to keep that in the back of my mind. But now she's just being so extra. And I think it's actually fucking things up for her when it could have been fine. That's a good point. So she's sort of playing defense on the situation where she could be making some moves proactively to be like, to get in with the Vs maybe. Maybe she shifts her alliance along with Mark if she sees that that's the way the tide is turning. As opposed to like targeting not she's not even really targeting the v's but just like sort of being suspicious of them as opposed to trying to get in with them because what i feel like i would do is have one-on-one conversations with mark and just be like oh my gosh i'm so glad we're in this alliance but also show that i wasn't super attached to kelly or not kelly um, kitty kitty show that i'm willing to work with him and Mm. he's the one i'm really invested in and 
make it seem like my relationship is growing with the V's so that they will bring her in a little bit more. But she still has her original alliance with the four of them. Um, yeah. that's. I think that's how I would handle this situation. But right now it's just she's showing the paranoia a little too much and it, I think it's hurting her. What well, is her? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a good point. And I feel like the big unknown in the situation is Kitty because we still haven't really gotten Kitty in the show a whole lot. And so we don't know the dynamic of Kitty with everybody else. I mean, she seems to be getting along with people in the camp scenes, but we don't know what people think about her and whether that, whether Caroline's association with her is causing Carolyn problems or if it's sort of a neutral or uh, if she could use it to her advantage or if she can get away from Kitty. We don't really know, I think, enough about the Kitty-Caroline dynamic. Caroline loves the hammock. <laughs> I keep thinking when they show her peering over the side of the hammock uh, that they just keep using reusing the same scene. But no, she'll like use audio relevant to the scene and like we see her say it in the hammock. I'm kind of obsessed with Caroline in the hammock. That's so funny because I this is not in my notes. I just remember specifically a moment of her being like, 10 to 15 minutes for the food. <laughs> <laughs> and then she like creeps back down into her hammock. <laughs> I, uh, I feel I sort of feel for Caroline because the stakes seem almost higher for some of these people like the Carolines, like the Eileen's, because they are really big super fans. And I guess I'm not used to seeing that to this degree on Australian Survivor. So there's like a level of, and I don't I don't mean this in a bad way, but there's a level of desperation to be like, okay, I'm here. This is it. This is my yeah. chance. And I see it falling apart in front of me. And what the hell can I do about it? Like I see why she's going on the defense. Oh, absolutely. And then you see somebody like Nathan who's like, oh, it's me. All right. Yeah. I'm going home. <laughs> like he doesn't <laughs> give a shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. Uh, let's jump over and talk about the rebels uh, in this first episode because Kelly the Twister board. Kelly finally got her wish, and she got the tribe playing Twister. That was an impressive board. It was I like know, it was actually nice. very, very nice. It was very nice, and we got some very nice shots of Alex's crotch. Mm-hmm. I loved the whole thing, and her getting her back broke. <laughs> yeah, no, she was having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> And we get a little Eileen backstory and Eileen talking, sort of like acknowledging the fact that she hasn't been a big presence in the game so far, sort of saying like, I thought I would be coming in here and running it, but I'm a bit of an introvert after all. Mm -hmm. I thought this was a nice little story from Eileen. I I love her backstory. It was unexpected. Um, These big, what did she say? These big personalities. It's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And her face is at the camera. She, I love her. She's She's good. She's good. And I have to say, this plan that she comes up with in this episode of The Split, I love this idea. I think it's been a little bit hotly debated about, like, is it the right move? Or do you just just go with um, the majority that you have and take out the person you want? I think it's so funny, this idea of making Sarah choose between her closest allies by forcing this tie. Uh Uh-huh. That's, would have been great. I, I feel like this is almost something she came up with before the game. It's so clever mm-hmm. to be like, w- it, wouldn't this be funny? But how I, would she know that this would shake out this way? I'm impressed by her. I really like her. I, I, the only thing I have my hesitations about are she was so good at delegating who's voting where, what to do, the way she talks to Kelly. And she's like, no, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. I hope it doesn't bite her in the ass in the future of her being too obvious that she's running things. Um, Mm. But we'll see. We'll see. I also love this moment from Garrick in the fallout of Kirby deciding to vote with the cuddle crew in the previous uh, tribal council. And Garrick popping his head into the shelter and be like, I cried last night. (laughs) Like, I loved that. That, And him being like, I'm getting emotional right now. Yeah. I, I, gotta, I gotta go change because I, I'm starting to cry now. I really love this. Garrick is really emerging as just a really interesting dynamic character on the season because I would never expect this loss prevention. I, I don't even know the, the title. The lo, this loss prevention person, this sort of like 
rougher, older man coming in and being like, do you know what? You made me cry last night, Kirby. And this isn't even about the game. (laughs) (laughs) This is personal now, Kirby. Uh, do you think how do you think this is shaking out for kirby this decision to because we we talked about like was this a good move or a bad move i think we both landed on why bother uh last time she destroyed everything it's like she didn't need to do all this she's doing too much too soon almost yeah no i think she really hurt her game um the north remembers and (laughs) (laughs) and now like ferris and um, uh, Garrick, they will not let it go that they didn't get voted with. And it's kind of funny, this idea of, I don't want to jump ahead, but um, Kirby saying, you know, I wanted to show you I would vote with you. But the fact that she didn't vote with them the first time is actually what got an idol to be misplayed. And so it, in a roundabout way, helped her because she was able to flush an idol from the game because people didn't trust her. And okay, I have different thoughts about the idol being flushed from the game, but let let's pause that because it okay, hasn't okay, happened okay, yet. Okay. But, uh, but but ultimately, no, it's getting to down. this. It's getting to this thing of like it's a big pissing match between Ferris and Kirby. It seems like, mm-hmm. and I feel like and both Kirby of had a them, lot of water. Ba- both of them, to a <laughs> fault, are needing to control the game on the rebels. Yes, and I think there's something to be said for sitting back, mm-hmm. especially at this early juncture. Yeah. So Ferris is hunting around in the jungle and we see him find the treasure box. And I have to say, I love this. I love this little twist. It reminded me of, did you watch Lost? Yes. The hatch. It reminded me of when they find the hatch in Lost. Yeah. It was like the, the possibilities are endless. Of course, it's just an idol, but the possibilities seemed endless in this moment that he found it. Like, mm-hmm. love the box. So. They play this reward challenge for a charcuterie platter, essentially. I love this challenge. I mean, they've done variations on it in the past where they have to ring the bell, right? Um, It's sort of a mix between the challenges, hall brawl, and, uh, well, it's sort of that, but a survivor version. Mm -hmm. Less intense, but I did really enjoy this. And the Rebels win a little charcuterie and champagne. And And Valeria kept trying to volunteer to do it. She's like, I'll go. (laughs) Nope. I'll go. No. No, (laughs) She tried to volunteer like five separate times. And there was one sad moment um, where like Viola said, I'll go. And then she goes out with Caroline. I think it's Caroline instead of Valeria. Valeria. And she's like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like a sad little moment. Oh, poor Valeria. Uh, So the rebels get their charcuterie and they also have three keys sitting on the table and everyone's Mm -hmm. sort of like gingerly not really acknowledging the keys and trying to decide what to do. And all of a sudden it just like erupts in to we're going to go looking in groups and we see Ferris finally sort of be able to split off with Garrick and go to his treasure box and recover the idol. But there's also a note with a key that says this opens the treasure box on the Titans, the, on the Titans camp beach. And it'll, so this, I want to talk about this. So he's got an idol. Mm-hmm. He's got a key. And the note says, you know, the idol gives you a power, right? But this key unlocks a greater power. Yep. Now we're going to jump around a little bit here because of course we see that, well, Mark doesn't need a key to open his box. He just needs Uh the brute strength of a Hulk to open his box. (laughs) And I'm confused about what the greater power is. And maybe it's out of the game now because Ferris played this idol. But like, am I reading this wrong? You're unlocking a greater power. It seems to me that maybe these two idols could have been used together to have a greater power of some kind. Like, how did you read that? Um, I think it's just the idea of an alliance. Across tribal lines. I really think that's it. Huh. Because I thought it might be interesting if, you know, they if there's two idols and if those idols got put together, they would be a super idol or something like that. Yeah, but there was no se- there was no separate note or different note in the other tribe's box. Yeah. Um, so I don't I I don't know. I, I don't think it was anything more than just here's a key. 
now we're friends. Yeah, <laughs> something I would like to get to the bottom of, if anybody's listening who might know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, but Alex <laughs> catches Ferris with this uh, treasure box, oh, and Garrick so manages to put the idol in his pocket, but he's left with this note. And the note kind of gives away that there was an idol in the box. And so you have Ferris sort of like trying to convince him like what you think you saw, what you think you heard, you didn't hear. (laughs) But it's quite obvious what's going on here, right? Yeah, I I think, I mean, there was really no way of coming back from that. I think it's so frustrating every time these people just stand around for so long reading these letters. I'm like, just, just walk somewhere, walk anywhere else. They don't force you to stand there. So I don't know why it happens like that. But I think how I would try and salvage it is there's nothing in the box. I don't get it. Maybe by me giving a key to somebody else, then I get to return to my box and get a power. I would try and act so confused and be like, well, maybe I get something else, right? What do you all think? Do you think I get something if I give the key to somebody else? Maybe I need to give the key to somebody. I would try and work something out like Mm. that. So you'd have to hide that note with the key, the note hide that says it. this unlocks a greater power. Um, no, I mean, if he, since he was caught with that note, I think that's how I would salvage the mm, note situation okay. by saying you will be given a greater power if you give a key. And I'd be like, well, maybe, maybe if I choose not to take the key, they're going to just put an idol in the box or ma- make it seem very ambiguous because as we've seen in past seasons, the cookie idol, like nobody knew what the hell that was. Mm. It ended up being nothing, but you could, you, we could pretend that we're just so confused and we have to make assumptions of what it is. Cause that was actually ended up being a clue for where to find the idol, which still baffles me. I still mm. think that's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know how anybody would know that was a clue, but I don't know. I think there's a way to come back from that. A little yeah, bit. and I think that the missed opportunity here, and it's not to say it didn't happen, but we certainly didn't see it in the show, was that there were three keys, right? People were hunting all over the place. So mm-hmm. you could be like, wasn't in this box. Maybe it's in another box that's hidden. Like, let's keep looking. There's three keys here. Yeah. So, but nobody brought that up. All right, let's go over to the immunity challenge where uh, Ferris sort of announces to the Titans, hey, anybody find your treasure box? So secrets out, but they 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 almost like don't really believe him, and we see that for a little while uh, going yeah. forward. Um, but they play Survivor Dodgeball here. I thought this was a really fun challenge. I would love to see this challenge in the U.S. Yeah, it was fun because it's I like think... physical, but it's not dangerous. It's just like a fun, you know, playground game. They were just a little too close to each other, I think. Hmm. When they threw it, okay. What are your thoughts on if you catch the ball, shouldn't that person be out? No, absolutely not. That's not how dodgeball works. No, 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 no. no but the, how it does work. Oh, oh, you the mean person the, other, who the person who threw, threw it. the ball. Yeah. Oh. That's how it works in dodgeball. It is? Yes. If I, I throw a ball at you and I don't hit you, but you catch it, I'm out. Oh, I don't agree with that at all. But that's how it works. Well, I would like to talk to the International Dodgeball Committee about that rule. <laughs> no, I think we I should would stay just in. Put- I, well, I was just playing uh, trampoline dodgeball <laughs> t- two days ago with my kids and my ex. Andy and I had like a f- little family day. And those were the rules. <laughs> is that is that professional dodgeball standard? I don't know. But th- I mean, this guy, he was running this dodgeball area like it was the damn Navy. He was whistling <laughs> at my son, who's two, and <laughs> saying, you're out of here. And I was like, he's two. andy i had to have an agreement not to throw the balls at each other because i don't think you should throw anything at someone you're divorcing (laughs) don't want to get dirty (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) what about when what about when rihanna threw the ball at eden even though he was out oh (laughs) i forgot about that she i love how she looked over at uh what's the blonde guy's name i continue to forget his name blonde guy raymond raymond she looks at raymond and she's like <laughs> as if she's annoyed with him that he got somebody out <laughs> if that's who was in her round with her i think it was him well i don't want to pile all the blame on rihanna here but they had an opportunity and her going for eden 
sort of like caused this round to tie them up and then the Titans win. So mm. Rihanna not looking so hot right now. Yeah. You know who she reminds me of? Who? Like aesthetic, like her, her face. She reminds me of, um, have you seen White Chicks? <laughs> Please. <laughs> no, have you seen White Chicks? Yeah, yeah, well, I've seen clips, but I haven't watched the movie. Oh, okay, never mind. Please don't say one of the white chicks. No, she's just oh. like one of the one of the friend group. Oh, Dexter's sister. Dexter's you know Deb sister. from Dexter. Isn't I she don't know. She, she's the one who she's tall and she's like you know like very pretty and pretty thin and she's trying on clothes and she's like oh I'm Big Sally like she has a little meltdown while trying on skirts. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, well, I haven't seen that. I've never actually seen the whole movie, but um, oh, okay, I'll take your anyway, not Busy looks, Phillips. No, she doesn't look like Busy Phillips, but she does. Not Je- Jennifer, Jennifer Carpenter. Carpenter. Oh, that's Deb from Dexter. Oh, yeah, she looks like her, right? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't. I've never seen Dexter. I don't know. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay, so the rebels lose and they are going to a tribal council. Here's where you get Eileen's big plan. Split the votes 4-4 on Alex and Tobias, which will force Sarah to choose between them. Likely, you know, they're anticipating that she'll send home Alex because she has the thing going on with Tobias. Because remember, the cuddle crew were uh, two pairs. They were Alex and Peta and Sarah and Tobias. Yeah, and she needs a cuddle buddy for her birthday. Well, yeah. And <laughs> I don't Maybe. know. I, I This plan seemed genius to me. I loved it. I mean, definitely getting Kelly on board seemed chaotic and confusing. But, you know. Eileen rolling her they, eyes. They were going to do it. Yeah. At the camera. She said, I just have to, in this situation, I'm mother, she's daughter. Mm-hmm. And in every <laughs> other situation, Kelly is mother. <laughs> but then you have uh counter plan going on here with which is alex's plan which is to vote with the cuddle crew bring in kelly rihanna and kirby to blindside ferris Mm -hmm. now let's say you're scotty in this situation and you're you're given both of these options well let's not say you're scotty because he's not involved let's say you're rihanna in this situation who's a little bit more of a neutral party in some ways which plan would you go with I would, I don't know, because I like Ferris. <laughs> yeah. I don't, and I don't, but I don't think it really makes sense to continuously vote out all these strong people. However, we are seeing that it's been pretty fair. Both sides have gotten out the same amount of people by the end of this week, I think. And they're voting out very strong contenders. Mm. So I don't know. I don't well, know. Is that a shift because of the casting of fans? Maybe. Where, like, in the past, not to say that people who have played the game have not been fans. We've had some very big fans play and win this game uh, of Australian Survivor, I mean. But there's a lot of fans. There's a lot of super fans who kind of want to play strategically and play the game. And mm-hmm. I feel like they're valuing muscle less than they typically do on Australian Survivor. And I think yeah. that's kind of fun. Yeah. I do think, though, that this is a great opportunity to take out Ferris. If I was, say, a Rihanna here. Well, yeah, if you're Rihanna, but you're also playing with, like, another Ferris in Kirby, because they're, like, the same person to me. Sure, but Rihanna's in a better position with Kirby. Yeah. Um, So, I'm just kind of surprised, I'm kind of surprised that the Alex plan didn't get more steam. mm. But that may speak to people's relationships with the Cuddle Crew, more so. Yeah. And and the tension between um, Alex and uh, Kelly seems to be a lot. Like, seems to be really bothering a lot of people how much they bicker. So, huh? Yeah. Maybe that's enough to take out one person, even though you should yeah. be taking out Kelly. Technically, she's hurting the tribe. So, well, we'll talk about Kelly. We go to tribal council because Kelly has a big move here to make. And there's some really fun stuff at tribal council. Like <laughs> two two moments with Kelly I really want to point out, which was that Garrick made this speech about, you know, you got tonight's make or break for this tribe. We can either we can either move forward strong together or we can absolutely shatter it. Cut to Kelly sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. 
It was great. <laughs> Especially when we find out that Kelly, and here's the other here's the other little flourish I enjoyed was that Kelly going up to the voting booth and you hear this audio of Eileen reiterating the plan to her. Did you catch this? No. Oh my God. So when Kelly's going to vote, there's like an audio cue. It's sort of like a memory playing. They've put an effect on it to be like an echoing in her head to be like, okay, so it's these people on Alex, these people on Tobias. And then she goes and she votes for Tobias. Why do I not remember this? Yeah. I mean, like it was a little moment. Maybe if you're not looking for it, you didn't hear it. But uh, that was a cute little moment as well, considering that Kelly, as we see it, we don't know whether she made a mistake or not. As it turns out, it was an intentional vote here. Uh, mm-hmm. But Kelly uses this opportunity. I don't know, you can say you can say smartly or not, but quite clever either way to break that tie herself and make the decision. Because of course, they're anticipating that Sarah is going to vote out Alex. But for some reason that I don't necessarily understand, Kelly wants to keep Alex over Tobias. And so she's like, you know what? I'll just tip the scales here. Ridiculous. I I love Garrick when they're walking out of tribal being like, did she? What the hell? <laughs> like them all just being like, what the fuck's wrong with this? Like, oh, it's her, isn't it? Because <laughs> like, everyone just assumes that she has no idea what she's doing. She didn't follow the plan. She didn't listen. I love her trying to explain the next day why it made sense. And that Sarah is one day going to thank her and understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, not to mention the poem. The poem. There's this one poem. I don't remember what it says. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was great. I don't know if Kelly's playing 4D chess or if she just is not good. But I don't know, she's sticking around. You know, honestly, I don't know. And I kind of had a moment of wondering that yesterday of, is she so ahead of it? And she knows exactly what she's doing. And she's pissing off just the right people. And she's chaotic and crazy. And it's her very intentional way of staying in the game. It very well could be. But what is the long game there? Is it get dragged to the end as a goat and then, you know, take off the mask and reveal that you've been masterminding all this stuff? Like, would that work for Kelly? I don't know. I think it could work if the weird ass shit she is doing garners actual allies. Who knows? If she was to all of a sudden become tight as hell with Sarah, that's a way for you in the final tribal council to say, look, I broke up that alliance. She's my closest member. And now we're here at the end. Like Mm -hmm. there is a way to make something sound really pretty when you didn't even mean it to. Or to Alex, who's like sort of, uh, especially sort of after these votes, really on the outs. And he's like, well, my cuddle crew is kind of decimated. I don't like her, but she seems to like me. And if she's willing to work with me, then maybe this is like an enemies to lovers story. I honestly thought all of her confessionals after that vote were going to be her saying, I wanted to give him another opportunity. I felt bad voting him out and us being on these bad terms. And I wanted us to get a fresh start. But that wasn't what she said in her confessionals. But that's what I thought it was going to be. I thought she was Mm going to feel bad for Alex saying like, oh, you know, this isn't how I saw my game going. And now look at me. I'm getting voted out. I thought she was giving him another chance. Mm. But she wasn't. (laughs) She was just... Doing something else, I guess. I do think she's op- very open to working with Alex. Yeah, I do too. Uh, and th- the other thing we haven't talked about from Tribal Council was the idol play. And I have so much to say about this because mm. first of all, so we do the, I mean, Ferris wants to be George so badly. <laughs> he wants to be George so badly. And yeah. you have them all vote. And then a- after the vote, when when Jonathan is counting the votes, Ferris, uh, oh, is it? Is it hot in here? Is it just me? And then he takes off his shirt. And honestly, the shot was hot. It was hot. It it was. It was hot. He looked good. He looked good. It was hot. (laughs) So so, uh, I thought maybe I was just going to reveal this because everyone kind of suspected from the treasure box hunt scenario that he had something and he thought, okay, well, I'm just going to show everybody and it only might buy me a couple more tribal councils. But instead he plays it. And so you called it a wasted idol play. Would you like to say why? Because I feel differently. Um, I think it was wasted in the sense of, well, first of all, it was wasted. He didn't go home 
and he wouldn't have gone home even if he hadn't played it. Second, I think if he was trying to prove, which this is ruined after this moment anyway, him and Kirby just, there's no going back from that. If he was hoping to actually get a a good long-standing relationship with Kirby, he needed to show a little bit of trust, but he didn't. Um, and all this did was show Kirby, like, I didn't trust you, and that's why I played the idol. I thought you were turning against me again. Uh, and I, I think that could have, I don't know, made them look like they could trust each other, potentially, even though Kirby technically is the one who fucked it up in the first place, and he, sh- by not voting the way she said she was going to. Um, yeah, I think it was wasted in that sense. It okay. made him look like he didn't trust Kirby, which he has no reason to, uh, but that yeah. might have hurt them even more. Okay. The the reason I think it was not a wasted idol play was because he knew that the heat was on him from the treasure box. He knew that people thought he had something. He knew that he may have known that a plan was coming together against him, partially because of it, but partially also just he's playing the game hard. Um, and so, and we've seen this in Australian Survivor a lot in the past okay yes you think i have an idol i have an idol and i'm getting rid of it even if i don't have to and Mm -hmm. so it's just it's taking that target off your back where in my mind it's like if i'm gonna have an idol this is not the way i want to have it where there's suspicion around me i'm not telling my allies they are suspicious of me all of this could come crumbling down i'm just gonna come out with it and be like you know what i found this i'm gonna play it even if i don't need to here it is goodbye and if I'm going to have an idol, I I want to find it on my terms in secret, which we see him do, right? Yeah. Uh, like that pans out. You know, can he guarantee that he is going to find another idol? No, but I think that in his mind, it's like, if I'm going to have one, I'd rather have it be a little more secret. And, but then he tells everybody two seconds later he has one. I know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know. It doesn't <clears throat> wait. Um, however, to go back to your original question a while ago of how come Alex's plan to get out Ferris didn't pick up more steam... I think it's because they all assumed he had an idol. And maybe what we didn't see was that they were playing Ferris all day and making him feel like he needed to use it. But they knew they couldn't play it because he wouldn't go home if he actually ended up using it. Maybe the I feel like the plan was to have him flush it and they played him. That's what I feel. And I feel like we just didn't see it in the edit. So I do mm, think okay. it was wasted in that sense. Okay, maybe so. Well, we see some of the aftermath of this the next day. Of course, we talked about the poetry, reciting, etc. But where this really comes out is that we see that Ferris and Alex are really both courting Kirby to get her on their side. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for all the shit that I've talked about Kirby and, you know, how she's playing this unnecessarily hard. I mean, so is Ferris. But... <laughs> That people people want her on their side, and you got to give her a little bit of credit for that. Like she has set herself up to be in sort of this swing position, mm-hmm. and if anybody's really benefiting from this, I almost want to say it's like Rihanna. Yeah, yeah, to some degree. I mean, like then she will. Of course, this vote doesn't happen because of a twist, but Rihanna does become a target, um, and maybe it's for that reason. But I, I just think it's interesting that Kirby has found herself in this position. That's a pretty powerful position to be in. I agree. Kelly may be reciting poetry on the Rebels' speech, but Jaden is singing over on the Titans' speech. Yeah, pretty voice. Oh, you think so? The little clip <laughs> I heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, good one. I'm hurt of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but over on the Titans, we do get confirmation from Mark that his most important alliance, yes, he's got the mafia, middle-aged mafia, but his most important important alliance is his secret alliance with the Vs. And we see him take the opportunity to go off with them and look for the treasure box while everybody else is at the gym. Okay, now here is where I am just so impressed with the close relationship of Val, Viola, and Mark. Viola was supposed to distract everybody while Mark and V go looking for the treasure box. There's a moment, it's very subtle, but there's a moment where someone says, Hey, where's Mark? Flash to Viola being like, I I want you to bench press me. (laughs) She distracts everybody by saying like, 
can someone pick me up? Someone bench press me. Jaden, bench press me. And I believe it was Jaden who asked where Mark was. And she distracted mm. them during that hunt by saying, bench press me. And I loved it. She nice. had their backs. I gotta ask, as somebody who's been on Survivor before, mm-hmm. where does anybody get the energy to be working out? Um, well, they got food. And they're okay. complaining this entire time, like, I'm withering away. I'm so hungry. I'm like, you're on day 10, and you've been eating rice and beans every day, and you've had, like, three rewards up until this point already. I did not eat anything, zero calories, for my first nine days. Until so you weren't I doing bench presses. No, I could barely stretch. And I get it. I have a shorter season than the old school, but the old school had rice. So, like, I just like these people, these people have rice and beans <laughs> and they're uh-huh. acting like they're so fucking hungry. They're able to work out. I'm sorry. You can't be that hungry. <laughs> You're not standing up and falling over from dizziness because you've had zero calories. Not to mention that they're not even in a headspace to be like rationing the food. And I have to hand it to Caroline because Caroline is sort of portrayed as this annoying, nagging uh not crazy woman but like just a a pest a pest Mm -hmm. about the food and it's like they are making so much food and nobody seems concerned except caroline she's right that pot is so fucking full every time they zoom in (laughs) (laughs) it's wild Mm -hmm. let's jump over to the reward challenge and i really 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 loved everything about this challenge. One, that the reward is a kid's party. Cute. How fun is that? Very. And then this challenge itself, which is kind of a take on, you know, the one where you have, uh, you're balancing an idol on a stick in your hand Mm -hmm. and the other person has to knock it down. But in this one, you're tied to two idols on stationary poles and you're just trying to get the other person's two idols to fall before your two idols fall. I loved this challenge and the way that kirby hacked it yeah yeah so good yeah and then raymond winning it for the rebels them having their little standoff he's like is that unnamed duck game or whatever he said (laughs) (laughs) oh and the fact that like both of the nerdy guys they were just standing looking at each other with their hands behind their back they have the same like demeanor and way of Mm -hmm. standing it was just cute Raymond has really found his way into the tribe after being like really the weirdo of episode one and episode two, kind of. You he you see that he's really ingratiated himself, and I I'm happy about that. He people confide in him. He's been involved in every plan. He was one of the ones that Ferris and Garrick wanted to go look for the chest with. They invited him, even yep. though he was so oblivious, he was eating and got left <laughs> behind. But he was. They were. They were willing. Ferris specifically was willing for him to see whatever was in that chest. And I think that says a lot. Somebody messaged me who attended an Australian Survivor watch party that Johnny Fairplay and George did. Uh, Annabelle was there from the Trader Season 2, Australia Mm. Queen. And they said, just FYI, Raymond was there and he's had a huge glow up. Really? Nobody could believe it and nobody recognized him. So I'm going to be doing some research on Raymond. Because he just started his Instagram as to all pictures from the show. So I don't know what he looks like today. Mm. I'm dying oh. to know. Someone send us a picture of Raymond, please. Please. You know, this is making me uh, think of um, Liz, her partner, how he looked one uh-huh. way in the yeah. show. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> completely different human being. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was on his way to Pound Town. <laughs> Um, also interesting, just as a little side note, did, did you see the, uh, content warning before the reward? I did. And I didn't understand. Okay. Neither did I. So the content warning said, uh, that, uh, uh, for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander viewers, uh, you are advised that the following program may contain images of people who have died. So I looked it up because I was very curious about this because, um, Aboriginal, refers to Indigenous Australians for the most part, Torres Strait Islanders, that is 
uh, in or adjacent to Australia. So I thought I, I thought it was it going to be sort of like a Marquesas situation where they found skeletons mm. or something like that. Um, no, that's not the case. Uh, it's actually very interesting. And I thought very culturally sensitive of the show to include this. And it's that uh, there is a belief amongst, I don't know if it's all Australian Aboriginal people, uh, but there is a belief amongst at least some that if a deceased person's name is mentioned or images of them are broadcast, their spirit is called back into this world. And it's a great offense and ceremony has to be done and things like that. And so what we saw in the reward was the binder of photos of people and their families as children, some of which probably have passed on. Mm. So I thought that that was really interesting. So it's like sensitive, culturally sensitive and educational. Yeah. I've I've noticed like and we've talked about this a little bit in the past. Australian Survivor has really made an effort where <laughs> maybe maybe US Survivor I think US Survivor has made an effort, but it's been less overt. But it seems to me Australian Survivor has made a serious effort to um sort of like reconcile with some of the cultural appropriation that is so deeply ingrained and almost like inseparable from the concept and the format yeah. of survivor. Yeah. Um, and we, we've seen, especially I think in this, uh, in, in the, in the tribe naming, right. So uh, they've moved away from sort of like indigenous names for tribes and, mm -hmm. and have gone with Titans, rebels, heroes, villains, fire, water, whatever they were. Yeah. Um, so just another little, little piece here. So the rebels go to their their kids' party and they get this book. I loved this as a reward. We usually see around this point them get we've seen them get all kinds of things. Pictures. Um, remember that season where they got plates? Like yes! <laughs> ceramic plates. Yes. And they each got a plate. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. So I just felt like this was a really fun way to I don't know. It's like a great relationship building thing to see pictures of people as kids as opposed to just, oh, this is my family or this is my boyfriend or this is my wife. Uh, but to be like, oh, my God, it's you as a kid. It's like you're you get to learn about people like very quickly, I think. So I thought that was a really fun reward. Um, I, you know, like that is super sweet and it was great, but I was just so distracted by everybody saying, Kelly, open the book. The one person with cheese dust fingers <laughs> from eating cheese balls they're like here open the photo album and she's like <laughs> like licking her fingers before she opens <laughs> i was so distracted i couldn't even pay attention to what was going on <laughs> i didn't notice that <laughs> please go back and watch but i do she kind of love it chowing down on these cheese balls and they Kelly is the exactly the kind of person who would like. Do you know, <laughs> do you know Tiger Tail ice cream from Baskin Robbins? No. Tiger Tail is like orange and black, and it's sort of like tiger striped. Uh, but it's like the kind. It's the it's the flavor of ice cream that like kids would eat, and then it, they would just have orange all over their face, orange mm. and black on their clothes. Um, she's the kind of person that would eat Tiger Tail ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> What's the black flavor? Licorice. I have I have literally no idea. I've never tried it. It looks disgusting. <laughs> like it's or, it's or, it's Halloween orange and black. Mm. Like I'm good. Yeah. I'll take yeah. <laughs> I'll take bubble gum. Thanks. I love bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my flavor. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, so you're the one with the blue all around the corner of your mouth. Oh yes, yes. yeah. So. <laughs> Over at the immunity challenge, we have uh, Kelly's next big blunder, which is like, so they're going through this obstacle course and they have to use this these planks to build bridges and build ladders. And then they're going to have to use it to build a puzzle, which then they're going to have to destroy. Mm -hmm. And Kelly's like, put me on the bridge. I've got a low, low center, center of gravity. gravity. <laughs> Gets on the bridge, can't move. <laughs> it's kind of iconic. She's a mess. She's a mess. <laughs> um, so the Titans very easily win this, but I would be remiss not to mention two incredible Jonathan moments. It's almost becoming a parody of itself. Yep. One being the boys are whacking away at their logs, mm -hmm. but the the piece de resistance in Jonathan's uh, repertoire now is, wow, busting nut after nut. 
<laughs> I mean, he can barely keep a straight face at this point. You know, they pre-planned that one. They knew. Of course somebody, they oh, did. Oh, absolutely. He was excited to say it. He'd been waiting the whole challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so the rebels are going back to tribal council. We get uh, two opposing sort of approaches here to the vote. We've got Kirby trying to get people on board to get rid of Ferris again. And she's pulling together what seems like a majority. Yep. And Ferris plans a counterattack to get Rihanna out. All he needs is six votes. And he feels like he can get Garrick, Raymond, Alex possibly Eileen and Scotty. I'm curious because, of course, there is going to be this twist where actually they're sending someone over to the Titans and that person ends up being Kelly. How do you think this vote would have gone or how do you hope it would have gone? I think they would have gotten out Rihanna. Yeah, I kind of feel that way too. Yeah, Scotty seems very um, malleable Mm. and I think they would have gotten out. I just feel like when it comes to, uh, and I know it's not a Kirby versus Ferris situation because Kirby's name isn't on the chopping block, but it is. I mean, Rihanna is being targeted because of her relationship with Kirby. It's just if I was there, I at at least I at least Ferris is predictable to some degree. Mm-hmm. I know where he's going to go, but I think Kirby with that first vote of voting with the Cuddle Crew, and then sort of like flip flopping, like it's very unpredictable and she's always coming up with like a new plan and trying to pull in new allies where i don't know it seems like ferris has if not a majority solid crew he's got at least a solid crew where all kirby has is rihanna yeah yeah and she's just gonna go wherever the wind blows well have you seen the new um ads for next week the entire storyline is ferris v kirby I haven't seen that. Like that's, oh, it's like all the promos for next week are them against each other before the drop your buffs. Huh? Yeah. Well, it, we've seen it was giving like that it was giving um like George versus uh, oh my god Haley Haley. Interesting. Well, I'll be keeping my eye on that. So we do get the information from Jonathan that this is not a regular tribal council. You're going to be voting someone and sending them to the Titans tribe, but not just sending them to the Titans tribe. You're sending them as a saboteur. And so the person is going with a mission to throw the immunity challenge. If they're successful, then of course the Titans are going to tribal and that person gets to rejoin the rebels. And there's a big debate going on about who to send. It seems like Ferris wants to go Uh, But nobody's going to let that happen. And the majority of the tribe, especially Kirby, is pushing for Kelly to go. Mm -hmm. Was Kelly the right choice? I mean, like, of course we know what happened, but was Kelly the right choice? No, not at all. Who would you have picked? I think I would have picked Scotty. He seems, I mean, people are approaching him and telling him ideas on both sides. He seems chill, kind. The only hesitation there is this idea of why would they have voted out Scotty? There must be something more to this. But I mean, he seems like a not super strong person just based on his physique. They could have said he was idled out because of uh, Kelly playing an idol. There's anything they could have done, but he seems um, he seems likable. And I think he could be a good choice. I do. Unbiased. Yeah, okay, I could see that. We have seen that going to the other tribe can be an advantage. I mean, obviously in last season, I think uh, George spoke about this on Talking Tribal, that Jerry went to uh, the other tribe, he went to the villains tribe, and you are able to make sort of like, you're, you open up a lot of doors in terms of uh, potential alliances. I don't know if Kelly took full advantage of this, but it is something to consider when sending somebody over. And maybe they thought... Like, it's possible they thought uh, Kelly's not going to be able to pull something like that off, whereas maybe a Scotty could have, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, also, okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. When Poppy went over last season, they gave him the choice of coming back or not, correct? They did. Yeah. And so I was wondering if they were like, oh, if Ferris leaves, he's staying over there. He's going to have a new idol. This is dangerous. Kelly will for sure come back. But then I was like, Kelly's an even worse decision to send over there because everybody has made it clear how much they don't like Kelly. 
and how yeah. close she is to being voted out. Yeah, it, I don't know. It was a confusing choice for me. And like maybe they were too hung up on the aspect of the sabotaging the challenge where they mm-hmm. thought, well, it will be believable when Kelly does it. And even if she does try her hardest, she will still sabotage the challenge. And so like maybe they were too focused on that as opposed to. But then, I mean, the reason they didn't send Ferris over was the strategic reason. So I don't know. Weird choice. But Kelly does go over and causes a ruckus, wakes everybody up. The rebels are here. And (laughs) starts telling everybody about how amazing she's doing over on the rebels team. (laughs) That she's got all these alliances. Well, with who? Everybody. So who voted you out? Everybody. (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of like no sense. I heard just being like, oh, uh, her kind of looking down, realizing I don't have a clear story of what I'm telling these people. And I'm curious if maybe we didn't see this in the edit, if they discussed if she was going to pretend that they didn't know she was going to the other tribe and was just voted out cleanly, or if they all made a decision and knew what they were voting the person out to go do. Mm. Um, uh, Sans the saboteur part. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't seem to have a clear grasp on it. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Uh, But she does confirm the story of the treasure box. And still people seem like unsure. Is she just making that up to go along with Ferris's story or not? But of course, Mark already knows that it exists. And Mm -hmm. so he runs off. And that's when he rips it open with his bare hands. Now, should this be allowed? No, it should not. Absolutely not. If it if it is allowed, then in forty four they should have taken those bird cages and beat the shit out of them with a <laughs> rock. <laughs> you can't. You have to do it the right way. I'm of two minds about this because one, I do really love the idea of the key and that it's necessary to hand over the key. And how are they going to do that? I've been waiting for Ferris to have an opportunity to hand over the key, but there haven't quite been. I mean, like sure in the matchup in that last reward challenge with the, with the two idols on the pedestals, like there's an opportunity. And I think that's actually might've been where something was passed over last season. I can't remember. Um, But there just hasn't been a lot of opportunities. Like you see the tribes and they don't really interact. And, you know, without it being a returning season where people might want to like hug and say hi, like George and Haley would do. Um, like why would you be going over and talking to the other team? So it's a little tricky. Uh, yeah. and, but so I like that aspect of it that you have to be kind of sneaky or bold to do it. On the other hand, I really think it's so realistic and it adds this realism to the game of we're on a desert island and whatever we can make happen we make happen and that might include breaking into a box that happens to be that happens to be locked locked on your beach yeah yeah there is something like very sort of adventurous about it yeah we saw and we saw something similar uh with sabaya uh last season on american survivor where she used the flame from the tribal council Mm -hmm. to burn through this candle that had an idol in it that had a that had like a that had a wick that you were supposed to light and wait for it to burn yes and they didn't have fire for her to do it and so it's like was she breaking the rules or was she not she was using fire from the game was she not like you know yeah but that was a little more innovative than smashing open a box yes he just beat the shit out of it but also that box was not being held to like he just opened <laughs> the lid. It wasn't like some brute force strength. I mean, sure, I'm sure it wasn't d- easy, but like it wasn't like he had to smash it open, you know? Now here's my confusion. I thought he broke it by accident while trying to pick it up out of the hole to mm. hide it. But it was already hidden. Yeah, but it was hidden on a walkway where everybody passes and they had to right. hide it even more. So I was like, well, maybe he broke it by accident and they let it slide. Um, maybe I thought he was, and I was surprised why they didn't do this earlier. Why didn't he just take the box and hide it somewhere else for himself? I think, I think when he did find it, he was trying to dig it up a little bit. It seemed like he was trying to dig it up, but it was almost like too deep in there. But it's so small. It's only like four inches uh, deep. I don't know. Or however centimeters you need me to convert that to. For you. I, I know inches. <laughs> like I'm gay. I know inches. <laughs> um, 
So let's jump over to the reward challenge. And you have this really fun little twist on, you know, like balancing on a perch. And I guess it's almost similar to, you know, when you have a partner and you have to hold a disc between the two of you or something like that. Uh, But this is each of you are perched and you have to lean on each other's backs. I thought this was really fun. It looked brutal. My back could not do that. Oh, never. Never in a million years. (laughs) And look, it was very cute what the V's were trying to do, but I'm going to give them a big L. I don't know what the (laughs) fuck they were trying to do. It just looked more like circus acty. I don't know how that would have benefited them. Yeah, I was was trying to watch Survivor, not a pink concert. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) Thanks. So the rebels win their toasties and coffee. I got to say, I kind of want a toasty. Uh, hello? I went and checked my fridge to see if I had cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have baked beans? There were beans on it? Yeah, there's baked beans. I don't know if they're in the toasty, but I certainly didn't see them eating them outside of the toasty. Mmm, that just ruined it for me. Oh, sorry. (laughs) So it's uh, still Kirby versus Ferris over on the rebels and Ferris wants an upper hand. And so he goes idol hunting for that idol that must've been replaced. And I was screaming. It was giving me flashbacks to Nina when he puts his hand on the idol and misses it. Yes. You know what else it was giving though? What? His, his, who he wants to be George, George left a reward challenge to go search for idols Yes. And found an idol and came that back and true. was like, ah, da 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 And then he does it. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, granted, he did recover and he did find it. So yeah, it was, it did remind me of George going off while everyone's enjoying their reward. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did like that. Oh. And But like you said, he quickly spreads the word that he has an idol. And we get talking head from him saying sort of, yes, uh, idols are great. They can save you for a round, but, you know, if you play them right, they can actually save you for multiple rounds. And I guess what he's talking about is, you know, the the fear of taking the shot at somebody with an idol for fear that they might use it. But is this the way to go about it? I mean, like, far be it from me. I What do I know? But it does seem like he was telling people, like, very willy-nilly. Like, why would he just walk up to Alex and say it right then to him? I, I just don't, I don't know. It, it feels little, like he's like, trying to play like George a little too hard. And it seemed a little too soon. He should have waited until he was actually in danger, then say it, you know, maybe the next tribal, like, hey, I found an idol. So if you're trying to come for me, but, but he says it the next day mm-hmm. when they've had no opportunity to even look for idols. So now people are questioning if he even has one. Mm-hmm. Seems weird. Bad yeah. timing. Over at the immunity challenge, it's Kelly's big moment. It's time to throw the challenge. And what does she do? She sits out. (laughs) Not only does she sit out, she recommends it herself. She's like, y'all want me to sit out? (laughs) She volunteers to sit out. And honestly, the the faces on the rebels are priceless. Ferris's face. Sarah's face. Amazing. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. And the thing is, and this is, again, a sort of a riff on a challenge we've seen before that this was, remember, people used sign language to solve this one last time? Yes. Yes, I do. And it's so easy to throw this challenge because it requires the whole team, right? It's like, either she's on top of the tower or she's holding the thing. And it would be so easy to like, if she lets go of her string, all the pieces come tumbling down. If she's up top, she drops a piece. Like there are so many things that she could have done and she chose to sit out. Uh, And you know, there was a moment, the the way they edited it, usually you know when a team's about to win a challenge, but they were really still giving it, giving momentum to the Titans as if they could maybe pull this out. When Ferris was taking his ponytail out in the middle of lowering the puzzle down, I thought they were going to drop and lose. Me too. I it really did feel, thought, I felt tension. Yeah. Yes. But the rebels win. And so somehow Kelly completes her mission. <laughs> now, I, I kind of think the show should have been like, she did not participate in the saboteur behavior. Yeah. This doesn't count. I did. I do think it's a gray area, but 
I don't know. But I, the, the stakes were never clear to me on what would happen if she wasn't successful. Does mm-hmm. it mean that the tribal, the, sorry, the Titans go to tribal and she stays on the Titans for good or that she's just at risk at their tribal? Like that was never clear to me. Yeah, it's kind of seemed like a bust. Like it. But wait, I, if she's not successful, the rebels go to tribal. So. And is she just safe from the rebels tribal and she stays on the tight? Like, yeah, it didn't make sense to me. What wasn't clear was if she would be back. Well, I mean, there are a lot of things not clear, but I was curious if she would be back and up for potentially being voted out that round. Mm. Or if she would return to camp after they had voted someone out, if they had gone to tribal, if the rebels had gone to right, tribal. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I don't get it. I think, I th- yeah, I think we needed higher stakes here. Wait, doesn't doesn't Jonathan at one point say like you you would be out two people? I feel like yeah, he says meaning that. that meaning that Kelly she would stay at the Titans. Yes, and yes, so that's, that's probably why she sat out. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I do remember him saying you'll be down two people if yeah. she's not successful. So at the Titans, because they are going to tribal, uh, we have two plans come together. We've got the easy vote, which is a split vote between Nathan and Jaden, with Nathan as the target. Uh, obviously, Caroline's all over this one because she wants the food rationed stat. <laughs> and then we have the sneaky vote, which is a Mark, the V's, Nathan, Jaden, Winna getting Caroline out. Mm-hmm. And I felt like there was a lot of sleight of hand going on in the edit here. And I still haven't put my finger on exactly what happened because I really thought Caroline was going to go home. Because when you had Viola in the water with Nathan and Jaden, it was like, oh, this is happening. Viola's yes. on board. I don't know what the point of all of that was if they weren't going to follow through. I really don't. Like, was Viola just trying to placate Nathan into a sense of security? Or was this something they were actually exploring and then thought, eh, it's a little risky? Maybe. It's hard to say. I thought she was done. And as confused as I was... Jaden was even more confused. Oh my God. He <laughs> like, oh my God. I, I love that at one point, was it Kitty? Who was just like, you know the plan. He knows the plan. Yeah, stick, <laughs> she did a Keith nail. Stick to the plan. <laughs> <laughs> and there was R. such R. a great Keith. shot of Viola when Jaden was like, uh, can I have some chats? And like they they zoom in on Viola's face, like office style, like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> it was good but like i get why he was confused i was confused right. but uh and, and before this of course well kelly kelly does they reveal right so they reveal that kelly was a saboteur and she gets to go back to the rebels now i do think she should have been given a choice yeah i do think so too and i think she would have stayed and i think that would have been really really fun i mean she would have had a cuddle buddy and nathan for five more minutes i i do <laughs> i do somewhat wonder if she had spoke up in that moment and been like jonathan can i stay i would like this camp like would he have let her stay maybe it would have been like one of these moments where a player changes the rules on jeff and jeff's like yeah okay i like that yeah yeah i think that could have been really fun but he didn't give her the choice and didn't give her the choice and and winna (laughs) like i thought this was a great quote from winna when he's like i knew she was a witch (laughs) (laughs) you know i bet they wouldn't have given her the choice if they had thought it was the possibility because they love the drama between Alex and her. Yeah. But, but it's like also, wouldn't it be fun for them to be like, maybe we have a new middle-aged mafia crew member here. Mm-hmm. To take over for, yeah, 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 yeah. She could have taken Caroline's place. So we have lost Nathan. Very sad. Our himbo. He's gone. By the way, he's like, we didn't know his job. He's like a famous athlete of some sport. So good for oh. him. He'll go back to being whatever rich okay let's play a quick very quick round of star or starless starting with the titans caroline star star charles starless starless eden starless this week surprisingly starless yeah who's that oh (laughs) Jaden. uh star star kitty star Star. Wow. Star. I'm going to go Starless Kitty. Mark. Star. Star. Nathan. Uh, starless? He was kind of Starless, sadly. Valeria. Yeah. 
Star. Star. Viola. Star. Winna. Oh, yeah. Star sorry. Rising. Star. Star. Yes. <laughs> I forgot to play. <laughs> Winna. Star Rising. Starless Rising. He's. I'm really, really, really liking Winna. Eileen. Star. Starless Rising for me. Alex. Oh. Uh, Star. Star. Ferris. Star. Star. Garrick. Star. Star. Kelly. Superstar. Star. K- Kirby. Star. Star. Raymond. Starless Rising. Rising for sure. Rihanna. Starless. Starless. Sarah. Starless. Starless. Scott. Starless. Rising. Starless. Tobias. Dead. <laughs> Dead, but hot. Hot. <laughs> hot, 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 hot. All right. Do you want to pick an emoji? Uh, the vintage looking key. Oh, you'll see. I feel it. like I it's... just used that. Oh yeah, that's okay. Yeah, we can use it. We just used it on Nicaragua, but who cares? All right. <laughs> With that, as always, you can find us over on Instagram at Drop Your Buffs Pod. You can find us on Twitter at Drop Buffs Pod. And if you enjoyed this, please consider leaving a rating and review on Apple or Spotify. We really appreciate it. Also, big news on the traders front. Of course, we are covering that over on the Patreon. So if you want to get our traders season two coverage, head on over there. The link to that is in the show notes to this episode. But we will also be having exclusive interviews with Parvati, Sandra, Janelle, a little from Phaedra on the main feed in the coming days. So stay tuned. Thank you so much, Ricard. Thank you. Until next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 